You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on all social media except for Facebook because I don't really know her like that. I mean, my, K, my AKA for today will be, I don't need colorism lessons from Lil Scrappy. And, <laughs> and I'm joined by my friend and my <laughs> What's up, everybody? It is Candice, AKA Not So Newlywed PC on all social media. I don't have an AKA today, but I just want to say that um, y'all... We said we was in our pregame. We said we were going to talk about it next week when we do Ratchet Reloaded. But I just want to say that y'all who are on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, y'all knew that that woman called Spice 17 types of monkeys. And y'all continue to film with her. You can you continue to try to get through to her. You continue to try to have productive dialogue with that lady, knowing she didn't give a fuck. She on film saying, and I'll do it again. And I'll say it again. And I'm more, I'm as black as y'all. Whenever, like, mm. I'm so sorry, but anything other than knocking her fucking head off her shoulders, I don't want to hear shit from y'all. Once she showed absolutely no remorse, your reaction should have been to knock her motherfucking head off her shoulders. And the fact that y'all didn't, y'all are some cowards and y'all are some pussies. And I don't want to hear from y'all. I don't want to, I don't want to read, see, think, talk about, or watch dialogue with y'all acting like y'all are, y'all are worthwhile because y'all had a chance to put the perpetrator in a place. And she walked away from the show unscathed, not a black yep. eye in sight. Real coward shit. Real cow, real real coward shit. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, y'all, listen. Let's let, we finna hop on into this show. We have some things to discuss. I guess the first would be that the Real Housewives of Potomac season. What season is season eight, season nine? The new season. The trailer nah. has dropped. The trailer has dropped, and it was underwhelming. It was underwhelming. In the trailer, Giselle and Karen are close again robin and giselle are going through some things in their friendship primarily due to Juan. and who better to tell somebody to stand up than giselle because you didn't stand up with jamal and he only five four mm. so giselle is telling robin oh Juan always in something it's always another woman it's always a cheating scandal and it's like, baby, the call is coming from inside the house, and and I don't I don't care for Robin. Y'all know this is a fuck Robin Dix's uh, stand account, but it ain't no way in the fuck a Giselle Bryant would be talking to me about getting rid of a cheater because you re- you tried to rekindle a whole relationship with Jamal to have a motherfucking storyline, and he made you look stupid again. That's the holy whore. He made you look the fuck dumb again. So I just feel like it is mighty, 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 mighty audacious of you to be in this trailer talking to Robin about what Juan got going on. At least he attractive enough to got it going on. (laughs) Jamal looked like a mongrel. (laughs) I also feel like if you were going to have this storyline with Giselle and Robin 
like bumping heads in their friendship over one. I feel like this is about two seasons too late when Rock when Giselle was going through that filler arc where she didn't she literally didn't have shit going on but to stir mess and chaos. Yeah, I agree. I like definitely this, agree. This is this is a bit long in the tooth to try and police your your friends um dating or marriage intentions or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Also, it looks like Mia and um Karen are having a hoedown showdown. I don't care about that. There's a there's a fight between somebody that Ashley brings on the show and somebody Candace knows or something. Oh, Mike just which, wine in here. Oh, that's nice. That's which, nice. The, the tropical sangria, if you will. <laughs> sounds very niggery. I like it. For sure. I like it. I also find it... Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I also find it interesting that I guess they've gotten tired of Ashley versus Candace, so now they're doing Ashley's friend versus uh, Candace's friend. <laughs> Uh, re- remix and it's like well that's just Ashley and Karen I mean Ashley and Candace versus again just, just because you change the actors it's still the same shit yeah absolutely absolutely so I, I like the, the trailer was big eye at best big eye yeah at best yep it doesn't it doesn't look that promising especially considering and we talked about this pregame but we'll repeat it here when what's going on in real time looks more interesting. Like we we saw in real time the news broke of Mia and Gordon splitting, and apparently they've been separated for quite some time. So it's like, why does it look like none of that was captured on film? Like I don't give right. a damn about Mia and Karen being at odds. Karen is 105. Looks great. Looks great. But like we we don't care about people fighting with Karen. I'll be more interested in seeing Mia and Gordon going through this separation and what entails there. So, like, what what the hell is going on, Andy? Yeah, definitely. Which like, why why? Oh, go, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say this is the issue that I have been having with the Real Housewives shows in totality, minus Salt Lake City, because we saw that that stuff with Jen happened in real time. But aside from that, I just think that. Andy needs to tighten up the reins on these shows because, again, here's another situation where we find out about it after filming has concluded. We and it's all it's consistently with Potomac. We found out about the whole Juan Dixon, Juan cheating woman in the hotel situation after filming. We found out about the whole fire from Coppin State University situation after the filming again these are things that you should be making the girls bring to the show in front of these fucking cameras especially when after the fact robin is on her podcast making patreon content discussing the whole situation but intentionally participated in behavior against other women on the show to keep people off the beaten path of her bullshit with her and Juan. I just got to call a thing a thing. And you might as well have allowed it to play out in front of the camera because you married the jobless motherfucker anyways. Yeah, that's also that. Because, like, we know y'all, like, (laughs) it's like, 
when when the situation is going to match real life any damn way, why was it not filmed? Like that's the, that's the issue, and it's one of those things where it's. I'm not saying you have to completely give up autonomy when you sign up for reality TV. But what I am saying is part of the beast of reality TV is reality, real life, your life, sharing your life for sharing your life, putting your life out there for the masses to consume. That's the nature of the beast. When you aren't willing to do that, that is your right as like a human being. But as a worker who signed up for this type of medium, you don't serve any purpose because giving us fucking filler storylines to, you know, as you said, Candace, throw the trail off of what's going on in your personal life, that's filler. And nobody likes filler. Nobody. I don't give a damn what the medium is, whether that's TV shows, whether that's anime, whether that's movies, whatever the medium for media, if nobody likes filler, we like things with substance and weight. For sure. Thick. That I like my mess the way beefy. I like my women. Thick, thick, beefy, bulky, okay, hearty, hearty, filling, F- filling, not filler. Ha. Okay, friend, I see what you're putting down today. I'm, so I'm, I'm again, we're gonna be tuned in. I mean, hell, we watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't know why we can't watch this, but <laughs> I just. <laughs> I just I I would like for Andy to get a grip on things like that. Like there's absolutely no reason for there to be these big story breaks after filming has concluded. And also Candace did an uh she did a podcast and she basically said that Gordon called her husband Chris and called Eddie and was like me and uh me and I are separated. We're 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 about to go through a divorce. We're living separately. I'm not in a home. I wanted to call y'all because I wanted to uh, talk to Wendy and Candace. I want to give them all the tea on Mia. Like, this is shit that should have been going on in front of the cameras. Yeah. Or at bare minimum, at least at least something in the trailer should allude to that being part of your storyline. Even if you don't catch the initial explosion, the ripples should still be there. Should still be there. And from the trailer, it doesn't seem like it is. Like, I swear to God, if Mia's whole storyline is a fight with Karen, I... mm, mm. Which brings me to another point. No shade. I love Karen. Like I said, I I would like to see it. Not with Ray, but I would like to see it. But she really need to be a friend of the show at this point because she ain't had a storyline in forever. Yeah, and people picking fights with her just to have a sore line—it's it, old. Yep, yep, absolutely. Like the grand but, dame needs to kick her feet on some lawn and just chill. For sure, we are. Um, also, speaking of Potomac, well, former Potomac, the divorce between Chris and Monique Samuels has been finalized. That was quick. They really wanted to get the fuck away from each other because <laughs> that divorce, the, the divorce situation took less than six months. We don't, I will say that Chris and Monique made sure that their divorce um, details have been sealed legally. So we don't know if there was a prenup. We don't know about support. We don't know about finances and how they came to be, but they are officially divorced. And um, I don't know. I just, do you think like because 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 
take let me take us back to like when we first got introduced to Monique and Chris on Potomac. Did you legitimately see like them ever splitting? Like I'll like I'll go first. Like for me, I looking back in retrospect, I think you can see like seeds of like marital ups and downs right but i legitimately didn't think they would ever get like a divorce and be like like you said like i want to get the fuck away from this person yeah yeah yeah. like i didn't see that coming what about you i didn't i didn't see it coming i didn't it it, it is kind of wild in retrospect but i mean here we are but i i think i think the last their last season on potomac and for show love and marriage um dc show just how far they had like gone away from each other and like you said they needed to get the fuck on because they 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 could not stand each other at this point yeah i agree i agree like even therapy couldn't help that shit i agree yep so what what, what do you think is next like i know damn well we probably never gonna see chris again but what about monique you think she's gonna try to get get another show or do something else or monique before she became an angstress yes (laughs) <laughs> this version of Monique, no. Because yeah, I, I feel like after two shows, both shows where she, by and, by and large, in the court of public opinion, is a terrible individual, I don't think she can... She's not in a place where she can handle that type of negativity. Because, again, she and Chris Samuels ran off of Love and Marriage DC because Monique was being called out for being a terrible fucking person. Yeah. yeah. Like... If the if the ties had swung in a different direction and Monique had been painted in a brighter light, she would still be doing Love and Marriage DC. But once people started clocking the way she was treating Chris, the way she gaslights, the way she was carrying on, she no longer wanted to do the show. And so, no, I don't think we'll see Monique on another reality show like this. I think she's going to stick to trying to do radio I think she's going to stick to trying to sell uh, essential oils and humidifiers and shit like that. But I don't think we'll ever see Monique in this uh, in this medium again. I could be wrong, but I don't think we'll ever see her returning to Real Housewives of Potomac. Not not as a single woman. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. So I want to head over and as we've been doing, I want to tiptoe in the snow. I want to say I'm glad that this girl's trip is coming to an end because there has been nothing trustworthy, trustful, and trusting about this trip. These old ass women have argued about the dumbest shit the whole goddamn trip. It's felt like filler. It They have argued the whole trip. And it didn't have to be filler, but these women have everything to say in their confessionals And they are fucking mute when the cameras are rolling. This trip could have been as messy as it wanted to be if these women had addressed their issues with Angie. Instead, they went all around the issues they had with Angie. They tried to ice her out, ignore her, looking at Meredith. Heather is trying to play nice instead of saying, girl, I don't like you because you were spreading fucking lies and rumors about me last season. Talk about I'm a lesbian and I'm bumping coochies and shit like that. And to which Heather, Heather's so goddamn big. She's not bumping nobody coochie. She's going to break somebody coochie. 
there's not a world we live in where Heather, Heather Gray, Heather Gay, whatever her name is, can go pelvis to pelvis with nobody else and they don't get injured. Pelvis to pelvis is fucking crazy. They cannot, Heather cannot scissor with nobody. That's a chainsaw massacre. <laughs> she is not scissoring with nobody. Those are garden shears. So you saying it's not Thursday, Friday, it's the, it's the whole weekend. <laughs> if she, if Heather tried to scissor with somebody, she's taking their pelvis off. <laughs> Back wide, pelvis robust. Like, what is we doing here? <laughs> that, ain't a, that, that ain't a scissor, that's a long sword. If she was to listen to Ronnie and Shamari shake them shoulders, boy, she was she would start a windstorm up there in Salt Lake City. My God. A tornado. Imagine Heather shaking them shoulders. <laughs> she just shaking back and forth and houses is falling down. Instead of global warming, it's global heaven. She just huffing and puffing and shaking them shoulders. Like, mm-mm, no. So that that's what I don't like about the trip. I also don't like that. I don't want Meredith to host another girl's trip while being passive aggressive. Yeah. Because her and Whitney constantly getting into it because she won't just tell Whitney, bitch, I don't like you. And again, while people always got the most to say about Mary, and rightfully so, at least Mary has enough, at least Mary has enough big clit energy to call Whitney out. Like, you are a fucking potster, you're a shit starter, and you don't stand up in it, and that's my problem with you. Whitney been potstering and, and shit on this whole trip trying to act like she don't understand why Meredith's energy is off. You're the reason. You're the problem. Is that is that is that what is playing that dumb white blonde card when you are furthest from that? You are conniving, you're calculating, you're messy. And honestly, that's okay. But what do I always say? If you're gonna fuck, gonna around, fuck around, fuck, fuck around, around expeditiously. Just own it. You can't be you cannot be a villain and a victim at the same time. That's not how it works. Just say yeah. you causing shit because you don't like the bitch. Yeah. Which, which, speaking of which, though, I feel like that's kind of out of nowhere on my tripping because weren't Whitney and Meredith on at least decent terms? Like, I know her and Whitney, her and Lisa, like, you know, like that's a thing, but like, when the fuck, maybe I'm misremembering, friend, help me out, but when the fuck did Lisa, did Whitney and Meredith not get cool? I feel like after. Was it the reunion? After the reunion, and then like, Meredith heard about Whitney saying stuff about her and Seth and like stuff like that. And and you know, um, Mer- Meredith is Meredith is very sensitive. She is. She is very sensitive. She she, she cannot take the shady banter with the girls. And That's, so yeah. her and Whitney have just kind of been on the outs uh since the whole comments about her bathtub and it being Meredith is creepy for taking baths with her husband and things like that. And again, Whitney was just being, she was trying to be funny and shady. But again, Meredith is not one who can really handle that type of carrying on. You know, you know what it is? Because I remember that and we talked about it. But in my mind, that's so insignificant that it really shouldn't be an issue. Cause like you it said, shouldn't it's just, be an issue. It's because it, like you said, it's like, you know, whatever type of shade. 
but this is also Meredith we talk about. I forgot who we were talking about. Yeah. Meredith can't take shit. Which I mean, in, in her defense a little bit, she's not she is not and hasn't really been that type of person since we've been introduced to her. Like she she is very much a don't fuck with me, I'm not gonna fuck with you type of person. So when someone does fuck with her, she she turned into Michael Jordan. I took that personally for sure. So you know what I'm saying? Like that is like she's consistent in that. But it kind of leads to some goofy interactions like this, where it's like, like this ain't a situation of Lisa where Whitney was putting a Lisa and talking about you, your husband, talking yeah, about Yeah, no, son. this wasn't a hot mic moment where Whitney was calling you all type of sluts and hoes and saying right. you fucked most of New York. Right, right. They, all, they always taking a bath together with their little weird, dirty asses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, it, and so for the whole, oh my God, uh, you know, don't yeah, talk it's a about bit my much. husband. Don't talk about my bathtub. It's weird. It's a bit because cause you could just shave with the bath because Laura knows she ain't got two light bulbs up there. <laughs> you could have just yeah. shaded her back. Yeah, just shade her back. Like I know you not I know the person who uh who fucking ain't sugar daddy ain't talking. Yeah, like I I oh, hold on wait, I just thought it was good. One. Hold on. You you could have been like, I know the Mormon whore twice removed ain't talking. Like you Hello. You could have just, you know, shaded her Hello? back. Hello? You could have shaded her back. It it doesn't require all of this. Right. You could have just said, I know, I know, I know Miss Break Every Mormon Chain ain't talking. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they need to hire they need to hire us on these shows, man. We be giving this, we be giving them jills for free. For sure. For sure. I also want to say I too am I too am Mary. I too would have stayed in a sprinter van and went and got me a filet of fish. <laughs> because I just am not about to argue with you bitches about like I'm not. They argue about so much insignificant shit. I'm not going to be arguing about with y'all and y'all don't want to call the real issues to the carpet. Yeah. Also not also something it's kind of early for a trip ain't it? I did think it was early. Because, like, this is what, episode three? Yeah, this was episode four. Four, four. Episode four, usually the trips ain't until, like, episode eight-ish? Yeah. So I thought that was yeah. on. I thought it was on. It's going to be another trip is what I gleaned from that. Um, now, on to Lisa. Imagine telling people you spend $60,000 a year on glam and you look like you are aging in dog years. <laughs> That's because the spirit ain't right. That's exactly what it is. You can't win. You can't glam when your heart is in sham. Oh, Jeremy. Hey, <laughs> 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 I'm cooking today. I'm telling you. You can't glow when you a bitter hoe. Like... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no shine when that ass is mine. Tell you what, yeah, for sure. Like you, you won't be looking dewy around here, bitch. Skin won't be bright and clear and fresh face because you got terrible taste and you're not a good friend. At all. And you can't read a room to save your motherfucking life. Uh, right. Speaking back of that, like another thing, like she, I don't know why, and this is a problem Lisa has had since. Like the first season, and well, I mean, I know why, cause she a conceited narcissist motherfucker. But she brags about the most like girl who gives a fuck ass shit. 
I spend $60,000 a year on glands. I always have my gland with me. I only need to look a certain way when I'm going out the house. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. So, Lisa, what I'm going to need you to do is take the number zero, multiply that by five, and that is the amount of fucks I give about that. Right. Zero. And carry the one just for good measure, then subtract that one, and that will be your answer. And then we back at zero. Exactly. Zero fucks. No I also feel like if it's the flex on the girls, the only one that really gave a shit about that. <laughs> if it's the flex on the girls about your lifestyle, the only one that really gave a fuck about that is behind bars currently. So, <laughs> Yeah, truly. And Monica. I need Monica to... If you're going to be in this friend group, I need you to get comfortable with the fact that you are not wealthy like these ladies. But even still, you can hold your own. I need you to find some confidence because these women are movers and shakers. I need her to get to the mess. Okay, like, we're talking we... about a woman that owns a vodka company. We're talking about a woman that owns medical spas. We're talking about a woman who owns a church and came into wealth from, from her grandmother. We're talking about a woman that I don't know what Meredith does at these days, but she she does something. Right. <laughs> listen, Meredith is, Meredith is like, listen, don't ask no questions. Just know that the wallet is fat. Yeah. So it's like I, I kind of need you to be OK with the fact that, no, you can't go toe to toe with these women financially, but you can certainly go toe to toe with them when it comes to wit and eat them the fuck up, especially based on information you have from Jen Shah. Make that work for you. I'm, I'm waiting on that. Like, I'm waiting for her to get there. Yeah, I am too. Because as you said in the first episode when we were introduced to you, these women have money, but they miserable. Correct. And we know that they miserable. Yeah, so that alone it. gives you an upper hand. Yeah, we've seen it for like three, four seasons now. But if you coming on this show to be mess, to, to bring the mess, I'm going to need you to bring the mess. I don't need you to bring the wealth. You ain't got it like that. And I don't expect you to have it like that. That's what they for. But you exactly. got the mess about they will. Exactly. So come on. Like I'm 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 waiting, Monica. I, I, I need you to I need you to come on. Exactly. Before, before episodes in, I'm I'm come like come on now. Yep. The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. Um you know, I'm glad this trip is over. Looking forward to some more Salt Lake City mess. Emphasis on the mess. I need them to uptick it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Who who hadn't uh, been disappointing us on the mess is uh, Love and Marriage Huntsville. And I want to say this. I know we, and rightfully so, we hold Carlos' feet to the fire the same way we do Andy and Mona Scott and anybody else who shows we be watching Big Fish and so on and so on. But I do want to give Carlos King credit for the fact that he tries to capture relevant mess when it's going on, unlike what has been happening with Potomac. That's what I want to say. We have been seeing the going-ons like we, again, honestly, the first season of this show in real time, we saw Martell get caught cheating. Yep. We saw in real time their reconciliation. We saw in real time Mel have a baby. We saw in real time him still fucking that lady and she ended up pregnant again after having an abortion and so on and so forth. I feel like Carlos King does to the best of his ability, like Jeremy said in the pregame, 
a good job at capturing things in real time versus getting all this breaking information and breaking news and breaking mess after the season has wrapped and filmed. I want to say that. Yep. Let's get into the episode. Okay. Chris and Nell Fletcher was supposed to have been had more prominent roles on this show. Nell Fletcher, as Jeremy so eloquently put it, is who Tiffany thinks she is. Nell is a potster and she's unapologetic about it. She stands up in it. Unlike Tiffany, Tiffany wants to be a potster and a shit starter, but she want to act like she don't know what she's doing. Yep. And in this yep. episode, Nell was stirring that motherfucking pot and calling people to the carpet. And I'm glad to have her with a more prominent role on this show. At a damn baby party, no less. At a baby party. So listen, when Nell and Chris, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Nell and Chris wanted to go to dinner with Marceau and Tisha because they were upset about not being invited to be a part of that Black Business Expo. I believe they wanted to go to dinner with them and collect mess. They wanted to go and collect bones so that they could carry those bones back to the group. It definitely seems like it. And I'm not necessarily mad, to be honest. I'm not mad at all because Marceau and T should think they the smartest motherfuckers to ever be smart in Huntsville, Alabama. Whole time, they can't peep a jig when it's right in front of them. Do you really think Chris and Nell couldn't have came to that Black Business Expo if they didn't want to? It was open to the fucking public. Yep. You think they couldn't have got a booth if they didn't want to? It was open to the public to vendors. Yep. They didn't need no motherfucking invitation from uh, Tisha and Marceau for real, for real. Mm-hmm. They wanted to have dinner with them folks to collect mess and take it back to the rest of the group. And I'm so glad they did because Mar- Marceau and Tisha got caught lying in real time about that $100 bullshit. They sat up there and told Nell and Chris that they didn't collect no money from nobody and that they paid for the whole Black Business Expo out of pocket. Now, we got Kimmy and Marie saying, in real, saying hey, I gave him $100. We got Stormy. We got on camera him asking Stormy for $100. We, like, and then on top of that, friend, if you remember in the planning phases of it, wasn't they talking about sponsors and shit? Yes, because I that's the whole thing about paying people. The conversation was if we are getting sponsorship to put this on, if there's money left over from these sponsorships after everything is paid off, why aren't we paying the speakers for their time? Mm-hmm. The, the conversation was never about Marceau and Tisha paying people to speak out of their own pocket. They were bringing up sponsorships. And that's what the group was saying. Money left over after the expenses for putting on the expo are covered should go to giving back to the community and paying speakers who came and was a part of this panel. So at this point, nothing nothing is adding up. It's, and it's looking funny in the light. Very funny. And they'll call that shit out. And in grand Tisha fashion with her sloth mouth, thick tongue ass, I'm not going to keep talking about this. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I ain't talking about this. I'm done. My I'm gonna go. Is, yeah, my... I'm done. Come on with your fat tongue, fat mouth ass. What are you saying? <laughs> you and your husband are liars. And absolutely, it should be brought to the front table 
brought up and discussed. Y'all lied about these booth uh, registration fees. You absolutely collected some money. We don't know if there were sponsorships. And I agree with Kimmy. Like, why is the ins and outs of how this event was put on such a secret? If you had sponsors, those... Let's discuss how sponsorship works. If a sp if a business sponsors something you do, right? If a business sponsors this podcast, we're going to read an ad about that business. And so you're going to know that they're the sponsor. Yep. At this expo, if sponsors are donating money or if they're investing money for a sponsorship, then they that means that they want to be they want a spotlight put on them. Huge shout out to our sponsors, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Yeah. Make sure you go check them out. Make yeah. sure you do business with them. These it are the services they offer. That's how sponsorships work. So yeah. again, why is everything so secretive? If there was sponsorship, then did you honor your deal between you and the sponsor? One plus one is equally absolutely not here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my, that's, I mean, one of my big, like, it was hilarious seeing Tisha was like, I'm so tired of everyone questioning me and always attacking me and said, it's like, well, Tisha, if you and your husband would do stuff on the up and up, wouldn't nobody have shit to say? Like, it is almost as if, it is almost as if having your ducks in a row and being upfront and honest with everybody from the get go would have solved all of this. What a novel concept. Yeah, yeah. Like, what and also, I just want to know, uh, where was Tisha? Where was all? The, where was the smoke for Stormy calling your husband eight types of bitches and mm. and and women? Which mm. let me say this, Stormy, you need to check that. Okay, that and again, even I'm doing that. If you notice, I don't be on the internet calling me and sassy no more because. Gay men pointed out how it's rooted in homophobia. Yeah. Homophobia and gender norms. And gender norms. So, Stormy, you need to check yourself. There is no reason for you to be calling Marceau all types of bitches and he think he wanted a girl. He want to be a woman since he want to be a lady so bad. All of that is rooted in homophobia and misogyny yeah i was gonna say also misogyny too because it's also like assuming that women act a certain way that is like rooted in like patriarchal like derogatory yeah it's basically shit. saying he bitchy like a he bitchy like a woman exactly yeah and so i do i do need you to kind of check yourself on that because what my what we can say about marceau is he is a misogynist yeah and he is he just has a nasty spirit and it don't I, have you know nothing what? to be with being a bitch or wanting to be one of the women. He's a mean person. Yeah, he's a mean person. And his brother put it, you know, all, he, and also his brother put it perfectly. He's a sarcastic narcissist asshole. Which... While, while laughing, after okay, your brother stole, basically stole money from you. Talk about it. Okay, there you go. There oh, you, go. you got all the hee-hees and the ha-has, but again... But they get fucking furious and livid when male doesn't want anything to do with them. But at every turn, when somebody is being disrespectful and unkind to her, it's a joke to them. It's mm -hmm. being treated as a joke. And it's not funny. It's not funny to sit and downplay how this woman is having a, 
created a new hustle for herself after her divorce. But yeah, yep. I, I cringed a little bit seeing like Stormy calling him bitches and he want to be one of the girls and he's so sassy. He's not any of that. He's just a, he's a, he's a narcissist. He's an asshole and he's a misogynist. And that is why he deals with the women on that show like that. Correct. That is what that is. Okay. He is a dickhead. He is a dickhead. A grade A dickhead. Mm-hmm. And also uh wanna talk about Kiki. Kiki is heavily on drugs, and nobody is going to convince me otherwise. You um, can see it. You can see it. Her husband is saying it without saying it. Kiki is 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 on methadone. And like to this day, she's still on methadone, fighting addiction and stuff like that. I absolutely believe that when that situation happened, Kiki had relapsed. Yeah. I do. I agree. She she doesn't look well. She doesn't look horrible like she didn't like she didn't smoke her teeth out or nothing. But we saw Kiki last season when she looked sober and she doesn't look the same. Kiki doesn't look healthy and well in these scenes so far. Yeah. She, she doesn't. Looked, she looked gloomy. Yeah. She looked like she's fighting her demons. Yeah. And unfortunately, it seems like them demons are beating her ass. Yeah. Um, Mel and Tisha. Speaking of demons. I agree with Mel. I do agree with Mel to an extent that Marceau is... Marceau wants history to repeat itself. I don't think that Marceau is being super calculated but I feel like from the last when when the divorce happened with Mel and Martell and and you know her and Tisha fell out real bad and subsequently she fell out with the Scots and stuff. I believe Marceau is egging it on for it to happen again because in that last instance, as Mel said, she took her issues with Marceau out on Tisha. I believe that he is egging it on for it to happen again. And I'm glad that Mel peeps the jig and that, no, I don't have a problem with you, Tisha. And even Tisha, let me tell you something. Tisha knows the nigga she's married to because she's like, I'm I'm not getting in his shit. I don't want no parts of that. The one thing, like, I never really thought about it, about it like that. But hearing Mel say it, honestly, hearing Tisha Cause like if this was the Tisha of like what two seasons ago, she absolutely would have got into it with Mel about Marceau on his behalf. But seeing her like that basically be like, my name is Bennett and I ain't in it. And then you know what really sold it for me? And shout out to the editing, those damn flashbacks. When she talked when Mel talked about her and Tisha falling out, and then they showed the flashbacks where it did seem like Marceau, especially the one that really got me, especially was the one where her and her and Tisha went out and was like meeting like business people and stuff like that. And this motherfucker was like, had an issue with that. And that seemed like such a nigga, what the fuck is your problem? That's no big deal at all as thing, but put it in context of like, she like trying just like wedging a putting a wedge between them. It makes sense. Yeah. Like it makes sense. Cause like, and you know what I say is, is, and I say this about other people. It's one of those things where if we talking about you, then we ain't got to talk about me. If I yep. can make y'all be at odds, then we don't have to circle back around to me like how I am a shit ass husband, a misogynist, and an overall dickhead. Yep, that's it. That's it. I'm glad Mel peeped the jig. 
Um, but before we get to the conversation between Mel and Marceau, I want to go with the sit down between Mel and Nell. Yep. Because some dragging happened. And there's a few things that I want to talk about explicitly um, from that conversation. So first things first, Nell, tell, Nell did not exaggerate. Marceau was throwing big shade and he was throwing it at Mel. And as we saw when Mel and Marceau sit down, he's like, oh, I didn't name you. I didn't name you. You was talking about her. You Like, don't be a passive aggressive weirdo. Own that shit. You was talking about Mel. That's the other Anyways, thing that pisses. Oh, yeah, that that pissed that pissed me off. But Marceau basically shitted on Mel's business acumen, saying like, "Oh, I don't respect. I'm not paying her to talk about a t-shirt business. I don't respect that. I don't respect this. Blah blah blah." And then we see a flashback. We didn't see this when the episode of the dinner actually aired. But when Nell was like, "What percentage of ownership do you have in y'all company?" And Tisha said 85%. And Nell says, so you got, you are the majority owner, but you let him kick you out your business. Mel shed some light on that saying that Tisha is only the majority business by face and on paper. And I can attest to this due to work because it makes it so that they have more access to government contracts by being a woman owned black owned small business they check a lot of those box that would lend themselves to helping them get government contracts yep. and i absolutely believe mel is telling the truth because we have said this repeatedly there is no way that tisha is a majority owner in this company and she has no dealing with the day-to-day -day business and operations and decision making she has no hand in the hiring the firing no hand in how the finances are going or anything. Mel also said a uh, scope is wrapped up in million dollar lawsuits. So Marceau has a lot of nerve talking about anybody's business acumen when a lot of the work that they're doing is not getting done because it's wrapped up in legalities and litigation. Now, the part that rubbed me real raw is when Mel brought up that Marceau and Tisha created a GoFundMe to try and go fund me $150,000 so that they could build a home for a family in need. And let me tell you something. <clears throat> Take a sip of wine. Cause I'm, I'm about to really fucking drag these people. Marceau and Tisha Scott, their money is not what they say it is because in what world are millionaires do using GoFundMe? to raise $150,000 to build a home for a family in need when their line of work is, is building and developing. Mm. Before you, first of all, <clears throat> if you're smart, you are starting a nonprofit organization because what you're trying to do, nonprofits like Habitat for Humanity already do that. You are trying to start a, 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 a niggerish, Habitat for a nigga, a nigga tap for humanity <laughs> using GoFundMe instead of properly going through the channels to create a nonprofit organization to putting some money into your the startup of your nonprofit, writing it off on your taxes, using the connections you have in the in the development and building community to get people to donate time and resources. Y'all develop. Property. Y'all develop 
commercial and residential property. Why can't you reach back to places like Sherwin Williams say, hey, we're trying to build a home for, for a family in need. Could y'all donate the paint? Why aren't you reaching out to big name um, plumbing and, and water fixtures and saying, hey, we're building a home for a family in need. Could you donate the, the faucets and the sinks and, and you know, things like that? Why aren't you reaching out? Y'all are supposed to be well-known and well-connected in this industry, but you're using GoFundMe to, to crowdfund 150K when y'all are fucking millionaires. Let y'all tell it. Y'all sitting on our TV screens talking about y'all got, y'all get allowance budgets of five, six, seven thousand $7,000 a month, but didn't, but wouldn't invest your own 150K and write it off. For tax purposes, because you don't have a nonprofit organization to do as such. Even that Black Business Expo should have been run through a nonprofit organization. Y'all money is funny. It's, it's either y'all money is funny, y'all stupid, or the other thing it was giving me, it was giving fucking Oprah and The Rock trying telling other people, everyday working people, to like help with the situation, situations with natural disasters. Or it could be a combination of all three, but all I but somebody lying. That I somebody is lying. Somebody lying real bad. Either that or y'all scamming, which is honestly worse. And I feel like y'all was trying to get that GoFundMe so y'all could finish the renovations on y'all's house. That's what I believe. <laughs> because it just still doesn't make sense to me that y'all y'all claim y'all are y'all are the contractors and the builders for Marriott Hotels. But you using GoFundMe to help build a house for a family in need. That doesn't make sense to me. Nah, I don't. The money is funny. Something is off about the y'all money practices and y'all business practices. Yeah, because I would have I would have turned that into a into a Scott Foundation as as we have scope and we build and develop properties. We want to also create a faction where we build homes and, and property for people in need. And this, that, and the third. And again, going back to sponsorship, why wouldn't you make these big name company sponsors? Kohler, uh, Sherwin Williams, uh, whoever, Home Depot, so on and so forth. Like, tell me something. Again, either y'all money is funny, y'all stupid, or y'all scamming. And honestly, it sounded like all three. It sounded like a combination of the three. So one, hold on. I want, I want to say this though real quick before you move on because it just dawned on me when you was talking about it earlier. Nell basically said that Tisha in a three sixty deal in her marriage, and that is fucking hilarious. That is me. fucking hilarious. That is Continue. hilarious. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, um, sidebar. Wait, sidebar. Real quick. Before, don't lose your train of thought about Bill and Marceau. But speaking of which, damn, Remy. Damn. Damn. Wait, what happened? You know, you you know the the the, the allegations. Well, I bet that that Remy cheated on Pap. Oh yeah, she did that shit. She yeah, she did that shit. She ain't even she, phase one called on it. She she did that shit. Yeah, she did that shit. Mm. Yeah, Damn. she for sure. Every time she get asked about it and shit, she start acting like it ain't no big deal. Yeah, I just I just dolloped dolloped on some dick. It's fine. Yeah, she for sure did that shit. And then I seen the video. A papoose at some event, and he just looked wild, uncomfortable. Yeah, damn. She did that shit. But anyways, let's 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 get to this sit down with uh Mel and Marceau. To which Mel, what happened, stinker butt? 
You had me in the first half. Like you were supposed to, you were supposed to keep the plot plotting because yes, I do believe Marcel wants there to continue to be friction between you and you and Tisha, because as long as she feels isolated from people who are friends and can see how Marceau behaves and acts, you he don't have to worry about her really going nowhere. Yep, because he's a master manipulator. But I also feel the biggest part of the shade that he constantly throws at you, Mel, is because you wouldn't bend to his will like his wife does. You wouldn't speak for free at his event. You wasn't. You didn't have a little t-shirt business when he wanted you to be a part of the Black Business Expo. He didn't have a problem with you having all these new business startups that are doing very well, by the way. Her skin care line is doing good. Her hair care line is doing good. She she's uh she's she founded a TV network. She has her t-shirt business, her God said go and stuff like that. She's doing well. He didn't have a problem with all these new businesses that you have created for yourself and these new streams of income that you have created for yourself and your children until. She didn't want to speak for free. Yep. And that's the point I wanted you to hone in on. Never mind the fact that he he wants you and Tisha to be on the house, because only you and Tisha really control that. Yeah. Like she the thing was is that while the while the gripe of business does blend into the personal a bit, you should have laser focused on the business because you had and had and still do have them there to write. Like it not saying that you the thing we talked about this in the pregame. It ain't that I disagree with you at all. I don't disagree with you at all about the personal shit. It's just that this was mostly about business, and the dragon was about business. And then you dipped into the personal, and it's like you're not wrong, but you kind of like it. Just looked kind of goofy to a certain extent. Yeah, definitely. It's like because like <laughs> oh. Uh-uh. I just don't think that was the conversation to drag him on the personal level for that. Like you can't, you're, you're afraid my wife gonna, you afraid, you're afraid that your wife gonna leave you. Yeah. Again, I don't disagree, but is that, is this the conversation for that? When you dragging him about his like shady at best business practices that everybody can latch on to and be like, nigga, you are the fucking problem. Even to your own goddamn brother being like, nigga, what the fuck is you on? Right. Absolutely. Like if you would have just stayed the course, just stay the course. Yep. Just stay the course. And like bring up like, oh, she gonna, you know, I'd be glad when she leave your trifling manipulative ass. Like, honestly, that ain't really your business. And it's not worth a conversation because I don't think she gonna never leave him. Yeah, right. Because it also is kind of like, well, what would have been your reaction? And how would you have felt when someone said that to you about Martel? Exactly. Like, you wasn't ready to leave till it was time to leave. And it literally took him having to continuing to cheat on the, on you with the woman that he got pregnant once. You had another baby with him before you left him. <laughs> right. So, so it's like, I, I, like, I, again, I don't disagree, but I do not think this was the time for you to pop off about the strength of a woman when historically you kind of been on weak legs yourself. For sure. Like, now what For you sure. got? Now what you got iron legs on is dragging that nigga about his trifling ass business. And that's what it should have been. This should have been a dragon about business, not a dragon about personal. Yes, period. That's exactly. Come on, Jeremy, with the good word. That's exactly it. Because you bring 
because you you tiptoeing into the personal stuff is you not minding your business. Yeah. And if we was to be honest, he was throwing shade at you about the business. He wasn't throwing shade about the personal. Yeah. He was throwing shade about the business part, saying he don't respect your business. He don't respect what you do. That's where you should have ate him up at. Yeah. Because you should have said, I've, I've managed to become a millionaire in totally different business fields. Right. Well, he, I can he, do what you do and some other shit. Yeah, you like he he was like him throwing shade at your t-shirts. You could have been like, I'm I'm I became a millionaire off those funky little t-shirts. You want me to sign, autograph you one? Hello. Like that's like come on now. Nah. Like we we shouldn't have to do y'all reads on this podcast for free. We shouldn't. Y'all should be better at it than this. Right. Y'all should be better at it than us. This is literally y'all y'all's life. Come on. For sure. Like, if anything, you could have saved the shit about Tisha leaving him on the damn reunion. Really? Truly? That's the, that's the time to eat his ass up about that shit, the reunion. Facts. Because now, and, 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 and here's the reason why you shouldn't have done that. Because you just, you just had this conversation with Nell that he is the ops trying to keep you and Tisha, like, frictionated. I don't know if that's a word, but fuck it. We're going to run with it. Like, you know that he is the problem between you and Tisha. Now you have this meeting with him and you eat him up on the business side, which you should have. But then you say shit like this. How you think Tisha going to take that? You know she not that bright. You know she's sensitive. And y'all just is getting in a good place. How you think? Because you know he going to run back and say it, say it. You know he is. So now you and Tisha in a good place. You you have the real, both of y'all, both of y'all have the realization that he the problem. You say this shit to him. He run back and tell Tisha. Now y'all back at square fucking one. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's like you won the battle, but you going to lose the war because you, 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 you had it. You, you, it, it was, it was right there. You had a breakaway layer and then you fumbled. Agreed. Cause you know, uh, and uh, you just, uh, again out your own mouth to nail in that conversation. You said he is a master manipulator and gaslight gaslighter. You you saying you can't wait till your wife leave his sorry ass, which again is not incorrect at all. But what the fuck do you think a master manipulator and gaslighter is gonna do <laughs> in this situation? Go right back and tell his wife, spin the narrative and conversation, and here you and Tisha all at all. Yeah, ugly. absolutely. Oh, she just she just wants you to leave me. She just wants you to be single like her. Because that's all she was talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See? So, again, next time, just stick to the script, please. Yeah, don't add Leo. Yeah, you ain't good at it. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. Leave the ad living to us. For sure. Let the pros pro. Exactly. Okay. Uh, that's it. We out, man. We finna get the fuck on up out of here. Quick and to the point with the drag. Uh, shout out to Adrian who just working, doing her thug thizzle. I know y'all miss her. We miss her too. But she going to be back in due time after she handle her business. Uh, you know, we miss you, Adrian. Uh, but but get your coin. And everybody else, have a good week. Uh, it's spooky season. So we definitely finna turn this shit up. Oh, before we go, it's Basketball Wives is back. Basketball Wives is back, and they added a new franchise, Basketball Wives Orlando. That's I'm a, Basketball oh, Wives Orlando. I want to say that because I saw that as well. And you know who else is back on Basketball Wives from what I saw? Evelyn. 
Evelyn is back, and I feel like uh oh, let me Google. Is it Drea? I didn't see Drea. I saw Evelyn. Or is it or is it Brittany Renner? I think it's Brittany Renner. And <laughs> she just made some waves after telling um uh, after telling um Shannon Sharp that she has had sex with 35 men and this this former NFL player acting shocked in the ball. <laughs> yeah. I didn't so, even watch that. I just saw the clip on that website and uh Yeah, yeah. Wait, who the fuck is that where the fucking body count conversation came from? Yeah. Oh my fuck, you know what? This is why yeah. I'm gonna be on that app no more. <laughs> yeah. That's why that's that's why. Yeah. Yeah, I Y'all think are I fucking forty. Yep, that's it. Yes, Brittany Renner is is being added. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I'm gonna be checking it out, and we'll determine if it's worth adding into the lineup or not. Um, but uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Other than that, y'all, we out. Peace.